0: What's going on, tile friends? Welcome back to another live recording of the podcast, Tile Money. This is the podcast where we are strengthening the tile industry one contractor at a time. We are... Uh, educating tile contractors uh, by interviewing other tile contractors and and business men and women. And this education is assisting tile contractors to build sustainable, profitable businesses. This is good for everyone. This is good for the industry. So we've got another great interview for you today. We are going to be talking about intention and and, um, empathy and compassion and women in the field. A lot of good topics to get into here. We want to unify the trade and, and we want to uh, talk about emotional intelligence uh, as well. So. Uh, before we get into the interview, though, into this discussion, I would like to thank our sponsors, the National Tile Contractors Association, the NTCA. This is where you will meet some of the uh, most recognizable and profitable and sustainable business owners in the United States. The NTCA has been an organization since the 50s, 1947, in fact, and you can join them today by visiting them at tile-assn.com to find out more about what they have to offer. I want to thank Laidacrete International for being a sponsor of Tile Money. Laidacrete, of course, has uh, some great products. They're a very innovative company. Uh, they've recently came out with Spectralock One, uh, the the single component ground that acts like an epoxy. So that is very exciting. And I love Laidacrete's family values. They're a privately held company right here in the United States. They invented Thinset. I mean, what more can I say about them? Beautiful company. And then GoBoard is another sponsor of ours. GoBoard is a lightweight waterproof tile backer by from Johns Mansville. And this board is easy to cut with a knife, easy to handle, easy to install. You can build a complete waterproof shower assembly with their products. And time is money, friends, and GoBoard is desi- designed to save you time and earn you more money. And HappyTileGuy.com, HappyTileGuy.com is where you can get your website built, uh, by designed for tile contractors by a tile contractor. All right. Without further ado, let me bring on Jonna. Hello. Hello. Thank you for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yes. Yes. It's my pleasure. We had such a great uh, interview. What was it like a couple months ago and uh, on mindfulness. And it was, it was very popular and a lot of people have listened to it since then. And we've been chatting, you know, on social media and on the phone and talking about different topics and we both kind of, you know, felt like this, today's topic, why don't you introduce today's topic and and why, why it's so important?
1: <laughs> okay. I hope no one's rolling their eyes. I guess I can't see them if they are. So today we're going to talk about a few different things that kind of tie in together. We're going to talk about women in the tile industry and in the construction industry, specifically tile. And we're going to talk about the importance of empathy and emotional intelligence and really how to unify our industry. And I think you and I, you know, we really talked about a lot of stuff is going on right now in our country and politically, definitely not gonna talk about politics, but the beauty of our industry is that it's made up of such diverse groups of people. And sometimes we just have to put a little extra intention and a little extra effort in finding, you know, our common traits and and what unifies us. As opposed to, you know, what separates us, mm. and and if we kind of use that mindset as guidance, we're able to accomplish limitless things. Um, you know, we can be more successful in all aspects of our lives and build better relationships—relationships relationships at work on the job site, and relationships with um, you know other people in the industry. And as a woman, you know, I don't want to make it sound like we have such different views than men do. We're all in this together. We're all dealing with the pandemic. Um, We're dealing with, you know, trying to keep our businesses afloat. And, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's so important to have dialogue. And Mm -hmm. so if we want to kind of talk about some taboo subjects between men and women in the, in the construction industry, you know, that would be great. Let's just, Let's have dialogue with the intention of really unifying yeah. our trade.
0: I, I love it. And everybody who's listening, we've got about 15 people with us live right now. And so don't, you know, don't hesitate to put your comments or questions in the wherever you're watching this, either Facebook or YouTube. And uh let let us know what what your thoughts are. You know, uh, I, I really love this subject. And we've seen in every, you know, almost every day people post how they're losing friends on Facebook for you know, differences in views, you know, whether it be politically or, you know, the COVID thing or all these major, major issues. And I, I really think, you know, if we could just learn to put ourselves in that other person's shoes for a Mm -hmm. minute and, and understand like, Hey, I don't understand what they've been through. I don't understand their viewpoint. Maybe I, maybe I can ask a few questions, you know? Um, and that's really the goal here today is to encourage that. Right.
1: Absolutely. Great lead into that. So, I think um, you know one of the things that has come up, and and it's important what you said. You know, people are are very um, argumentative right now, and you know we we're scared to watch TV, we're scared to go on social media, and what's been happening, I've noticed, and this again is going to kind of lead us back to women in the workplace, women in construction specifically, a lot of groups have popped up recently for women in the tile industry and women in the construction industry. So there are a couple of Facebook groups. Um, one is tile chicks, and one is women in flooring specifically for the tile industry for women. Mm-hmm. And there is another one called Move over Bob um which was founded by Angela Cacase, who's who's been an unbelievable pioneer in really using this platform to to share success stories of women in the industry and bring more women into the construction industry. And this is not about victimhood, about saying, oh, how hard it is. She really wants to, you know, promote success and overcoming obstacles and things like that, and and really open dialogue. And one of the things I'll share, like the, the secrets of these groups is, especially for the closed groups on Facebook with women, Um, is that, you know, it's a safe space. Mm. And we talk about, we always talk about safety on the job site. Um, You know, we have our safety protocols for physical safety, but we also want to have emotional safety, a space where it's safe to talk about things. And, you know, politics has become a very unsafe topic. Mm. But there are so many things within that. If you really peel down all the layers with when people feel very strongly about things especially things about which they feel angry mm. it's usually anger and fear it it all if you peel down the layers it's fear of losing something something that's dear to them you know so we do have if you peel down all the layers whatever your views are we have this common you know, goal. And, and when we're on a job site, you know, stuff happens. And, um, I was talking about women in the trade and the reason I bring it up, um, not just because I'm a woman, but because there are obstacles that, you know, we've had to overcome as women. And, and I mean, I know everyone does, you know, when you're building a business and I love tile money because it's about your whole goal, Luke has been to really promote the industry, bring the industry up a notch, um, give resources to people. And, you
0: know, it's it's kind of interesting. You mentioned the safe space. And I, I, I realized at at some point that what I had done for tile contractors was create a safe space to talk about their business. Um, and and it sounds so funny, but In other groups, it was almost like a joke. If somebody wanted to talk about business and it it was very touchy and I, I'm, I hope that I've created that safe space. I know people still say stupid stuff. Look, it's Facebook. It's, it's a, (laughs) it's a free platform, right? So we get all kinds of people. We, the moderators, we do our best to, you know, um, to moderate and, and to keep it clean and to keep it positive. Um, I I I would like to emphasize, though, that it, it could always improve. You know, um, so that's why this subject really is is you know I'm passionate about this subject as well.
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely right. By the way, that it is a safe space, and you know, a lot of times people are scared to ask questions either because they sound stupid or because someone doesn't want to share information, and you. Absolutely have addressed that. I mean, the questions that we see are things that new business owners, existing business owners, seasoned business owners and installers want to ask, but we don't always have the opportunity to and it is a safe space. And so I think what we should really kind of emphasize is this discussion today is a safe space to talk about things that, um, might be difficult. Mm -hmm. And, and also I'd love to kind of include some, some skills, some skill sets and some things to consider to help promote empathy and emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and to help us work better together and connect. I mean, one of the, you know, kind of biggest punishments that we've felt throughout the, the pandemic and the lockdown and the limitations on our, you know, ability to, to live a normal life is the lack of human connection. And I think it's so important that we value it and we treat each other well. And, um, so, I mean, I can, you know, start to go into empathy, compassion, um, Emotional intelligence, or
2: yeah,
0: real, I, I would like to learn a little bit more about Move Over, Bob. I I've heard of you oh, know yeah. the tile chicks and, and women of the flooring business. I'm not in those groups for obvious reasons, but I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm proud of them and I see that you know they're developing nicely and I understand why you know why why it would be a, um, a need you know and why it would be more comfortable at times to address certain topics in those groups. Tell me about Move Over, Bob. If you so can.
1: well, Move Over, Bob is amazing. And and Angela and I touched base. Uh, we just kind of reached out to each other on social media and realized we had Perfect. some very similar goals in mind. And she really wants to bring more women into the construction industry and, and again, create this safe space. But she goes into detail and she tells stories and she, she'll, she does write-ups. She has other women contributing. And I mean, it's been very inspiring. And, you know, one of the things, we she mentions um is that there are a lot of these huge groups like if you go on linkedin and and this is not just for women in construction this is for any group and Mm -hmm. so you can join the group and then there are these i mean there are thousands of people in their posts and you don't really have that intimate contact and the ability like you've created with tile money to learn about people and and see what paths they've taken you might have similar obstacles so she's included that and i mean one of the things is to inspire other women to get involved in the industry and if you have any i don't know who's who's on the um who's watching right now but if you have vendors i mean they're very women specific marketing options for you guys i i actually when i posted this yesterday on tile chicks and women in flooring, I said, is there any specific topics? And some women talked about, you know, tools that are specific for women, like rolling tools. There, There's a market out there. So if you're a rep or you're a distributor of any product, you know, think about that because mm. there's an amazing and expanding market. Um, they talked about work gear and clothes that fit, knee pads that fit, you know, mm. women, women have other issues because a lot of times the tools and the, the products that we use are geared a little more toward men and there might be, you know, products, cl- clothing, knee pads, things like that, that are geared toward women. So these are just like some of the small, um, obstacles. And, you know, again, they're totally surmountable, but there are obstacles. Um, you know, one huge thing, and this is kind of an interesting, uh, take it, I, I was looking at the statistics. We A lot of people know that um, women in America earn about an average 81.1% on the dollar mm. to men at a comparable or exact same job.
0: Interesting. Same role. Yeah.
1: Whereas in the construction industry, it's the gender gap is smaller. Women earn 99.1%, which is not okay, but it's a lot closer to what men earn. The issue is that there aren't as many jobs in leadership and in skilled trades for women. So a lot of women have started their own businesses. And I mean, there are, you know, this unbelievable women installers, incredible tile installers. I mean, my idols, you know, a lot of them are women in the industry. And so you know, one thing we'd like to do is bring more women into the industry. And one of the ways we can do that is by saying, Hey, you know, this is a welcoming place. Um, it, it hasn't always been easy for me as a, women, as a woman, but the tile industry has shown me incredible compassion and empathy and and given me space, safe space, given me a platform. So, you know, I do want to encourage women to join this industry because we're ranked better than the majority of the nation, you know, other industries in terms of pay for women yeah. compared to men. So that's kind of a, an interesting fact. That is,
0: that is a huge, that's actually a huge fact. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, and, yeah. Yeah. Talk about, you know, attracting. We want to attract the youth to the trade. I mean, we can put this out there. Attract young women to the trade um, because that that gap is smaller. That's that's really cool. I, I I talk to women tilers, you know, as often as I can. I I, um, I interviewed a, a business owner uh, from Denver just you know a few hours ago, and I was asking her, "Do you think it's been an advantage or a disadvantage being a, a woman business owner in the tile industry?" And she said uh, in recent years she feels it's been an advantage it's and she was happy to to share that that in recent years people are more uh it's almost like her her clientele is is uh hiring her um for her skill for one but also because they do they do appreciate having a woman in their house she does a lot of remodel work remodeling showers and stuff and they they kind of uh, you know identify uh different things and she finds her client base so i i would say uh I I would say, you know, don't be shy, you know, uh, to all you young ladies out there who are wanting to go for it. You know,
1: I I will agree a hundred percent. And I I've been in this industry about 21 years and it was hard at the beginning. I will say it was harder. And I think in residential settings, it's a little, um, a little more open for Mm -hmm. women. um, for Move Over Bob, one of the stories was about one of a woman who had a hard time. She just won't work on commercial jobs because it was such a kind of boys industry, such a brotherhood. So, you know, but look, I do think things are also changing. They're only getting better for us. But I, I think one of the things is to just have dialogue about the things that are obstacles. I mean, you talked about dress code, you know, Um, one of the things that a lot of women complain about is being seen as a distraction as opposed to an asset. Mm. You know, we're, we're here to really bring something to the table, bring our skills and sometimes, and I will say that's changing. And I definitely think the tile industry has been amazing at bringing women in in leadership roles, but you know, we still got some work to do and, and this is not just about, you know, men and women. And, and as if we're, you know, so different, we work with diverse groups of people. There are a lot of immigrants in this industry, you know, lots of people, um, lots of our installers are from Latin America and Europe and English is not their first language. And we really have to find that, that empathy. Um, so you know, I can go into a little bit about the specifics of that. And I think this is something that, you know, we can all apply to all aspects of our lives. And I mean, you know, when you walk away from this podcast, not just talking about it on the job site, but talking about, you know, when you read that post on Facebook, that might be upsetting or talking to love, you know, we choose our spouses, but we, and we choose our friends, but we don't choose our family. We don't Mm. choose the people with whom we work. And it's, sometimes these people are going to have different views. And, you know, I always think of an amazing example is, especially because all the stuff that's going on in the Supreme Court right now. And we have to remember that Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um, Antonin Scalil were really close friends. I mean, they had, you know, they were polar opposites ideologically, their views, their the way they voted. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm going to say political views, even though judges aren't supposed to be political, but they're ideologies. Mm. And they were incredible friends. They you, for those of us in the washington d c area, we you know they're known for going to the opera together. Their families traveled together. And they really had a beautiful friendship that lasted decades, lasted until he died. And there was such compassion, such empathy. And mm. you know, a lot of people were surprised by it. I remember seeing an interview about them. and thinking why like they can do this at a very very high level yeah. you know where their their opinions matter they they set precedents and and change laws and um you know we can do this and i really want to use them as an example so in talking about empathy um there's something that that's beautiful to to really think about we are hardwired for empathy and compassion i mean it is natural to us and so I'm just gonna go into a little bit about just understanding what empathy really means. So empathy is, it's something that is common to all of humanity and to other animals. Mm-hmm. And it's this unique psychological state that's different than sympathy. So so some people kind of get them confused, but sympathy really implies pity empathy allows us to recognize emotions in other people and match those emotions or share those emotions um, to alleviate pain of other people. So empathy also helps us learn. It's it's one of the processes that helps us learn from others. So uh, I'll go a tiny little bit into neuroscience and I'll make it more brain facts, not sciency, but there are these brain cells called mirror neurons. And with neurons are just brain cells and they're brain cells involved in mirroring behavior of others. That's how babies learn to do things. You know, they learn from others in their environment. And this also happens in adulthood. We, we're using these mirror neurons. So we this is how when we see empathetic behavior and compassionate behavior, we learn from it, we model it, we teach it. And then empathy becomes contagious. So, you know, weaving into the women in the workplace, um, you know, I've told you some stories and I, I don't want to play victimhood here because that's really not the goal. But, you know, there were times where I felt very um, uncomfortable on job sites, certainly when I was younger and especially when, you know, our business was just starting and and we were so desperate for holding on to clients, new clients, trade clients. And I kind of kept my mouth shut and and dealt with some things that um, were a little bit degrading and hurtful mm. and, you know, I think now we can talk about them. So it's just important to notice, you know, think how you treat people. I mean, that person is a person. Um, we've seen that a lot during the pandemic because we, we're seeing people for the first time as people. We're, we're Zooming from home. We're working from home. We see babies crying in very professional meetings in the background. You right. know, we see these these things that unite us as people. So um, you know, so in going into explaining empathy, there are kind of two types of empathy. One is that hardwired empathy that comes programmed into our brains called emotional empathy. And that's part of our limbic or feeling brain that, and it's considered the hot form of empathy that happens subconsciously or unconsciously. And then there's another type of empathy called cognitive empathy um, which is either a newer form of empathy or a, a more newly understood form of empathy. And it's unique to humans because we can actually bring on that empathetic state deliberately. So we can be deliberate. If we're not feeling it, if we're not already coming into the state of empathy and kindness, and sometimes it's hard, we can bring that in. And what, you know, experts in the field of emotional intelligence says that the fullest empathic response recruits both types the emotional and the cognitive type of empathy and that promotes emotional intelligence yeah. and i want to talk about emotional intelligence a little bit because we are in are in an industry that requires it i mean you know, we're very hands-on, we're, Mm. we're dealing with people, everything we do. I mean, most of us work, you know, if you're in the skilled trades, you're working with helpers or you're, there's a lot of teamwork involved. And so IQ, which is emotional quotient that, you know, what we used to call intelligence is not the most important factor in, in success. It's emotional intelligent or what they call EQ, emotional quotient. But this is, um, this is the ability to like perceive emotions of others. And mm-hmm. there, there are five components of emotional intelligence. Before, before
0: I, we jump in that, let me ask yeah. you, let me, before we jump into that, it sounds like a, um, uh, very, a lesson. <laughs> yeah, very good lesson. And I, and before we jump, before we get off the empathy subject, I had a quick question, maybe yeah. you can help me work through this. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you said that uh, babies, even animals are born with empathy hardwired into our brain. Um, and, and I'm thinking, you know, I have a four-year-old daughter and, I, and as you're spe- as you're saying this, I'm thinking, you know what, that's true. I, she, my daughter from a very early age would, you know, uh, if, 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 you know she could tell if if my wife or myself even our dog we have a little dog she could tell a, a, that something was wrong and and she would come up and lay lay her head or her hand you know i mean we've you know i've i've allowed myself to be emotional in front of her as, as much as i can um and and my wife of course what 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 the heck happens <laughs> where do we go wrong <laughs>
1: what happens in turmoil because well, first we of all, see so we see beautiful and i mean how amazing is it to see your child showing empathy and instinctively knowing how to care for another person at such a young age but
0: like but then years go by and oh yeah so yeah you I, know I, even I- today as a husband, I, I at times don't have empathy for my wife and, you know, it's even harder for Facebook friends, you know, it's even harder for workplace, you know, what happens, what, you know, do you know anything? Can you shed any light on that? Like, where do we go wrong?
1: uh, Absolutely. Well, you don't go wrong. I mean, it's human nature, the, all our emotions. So, and, and, you know, I'm going to be speaking about mindfulness at TSP, Total Solutions Plus. And You know, there's a lot of, and we'll talk about this in emotional intelligence, but, you know, there's self-regulating where we actually regulate. And what's really interesting is in those moments. So what you're talking about is when you're not able to feel empathy Mm -hmm. or you're angry Mm -hmm. and and another emotion or another emotional state takes over. Mm -hmm. That is because you're, again, wired. It's how your brain's wired. It's how human brains are wired. So we are wired. We're wired for compassion, empathy, but we're also wired for survival. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about this before on the last podcast, how we go into that fight or flight mode. So if you understand the, the brilliant part about humanity is that we have this prefrontal cortex, this thinking brain that, you know, is not part of the rest of the animals on this planet so they have their limbic brains their their feeling brains so they're impulsive those are so what they do is generally what we call reflexive or by reflex so it's automatic and so you know you if a dog feels threatened it's going to bark it's mm. going to try to defend itself and we do the same thing so these are our defense mechanisms and and Part of our whole system is that certain chemicals are admitted when uh, emitted or made in the body, and when we feel threats. So if you are, you know with teenagers, we're going to talk about teenagers, but you know, as your kids get older, I mean, young kids don't know certain, they're they're not trained to understand certain things. they They see the world, you know, through, their own eyes as beginners, you know, these this beginner mindset, but they also learn through these mirroring neurons. And what we can do is I, I always say use children as a lesson because they bring us back to, they kind of give us that perspective again, because we, we create these stories, these narratives. And most of the time when we're creating these thoughts that become stories in our head, we we are creating, we're feeling and sensing threats. So when you say you, you feel like, you you know, you're in marriage, of course, we have expectations. And then in some significant way, we talked about emotional safety. We feel a threat to that emotional safety. And our way to defend ourselves is to protect ourselves. So Mm. that might be fight, flight, or flee. Yeah. And we are reactive. And that's when we go, it's our amygdala, the panic button in the brain that starts sending signals out. When we self-regulate, we can actually use the body to control the mind. And that sounds a little bit strange, but it's really hard to use the mind to control the mind. Have you ever tried to stop a habit or an addiction or forgive someone when you're just by telling yourself to do it or to sleep? You have insomnia, and someone says, Well, you need to sleep or you or, know, or meditate, and,
0: maybe would be a well, good meditate. You're, yes. You're and like, that is
1: a way, even though we do use the body a little bit in meditation, we use breath, but right. But
0: if we're it, not using the breath, if we're just using our mind, and then it starts racing. And then we're thinking, you know, and then we start thinking about exactly. why we can't stop thinking about this. other Exactly. Thing. Yeah.
1: The mind is, you know, we, we need to learn how to control the mind or self-regulate using. So I always say, use the body and there are different mm. ways to use the body. One is to do exhale, emphasized breath to bring us, or to get out of fight or flight mode and move into rest or restore mode. And I I won't go into all the details, but another way is to, you know, reset. So you can just get up and walk into another room, turn off the social media or what, and when we're talking about the emotional intelligence, it's also a really interesting tool is to literally put yourself in the shoes of others Mm -hmm. mentally Okay. So that, that is a mental process. There's, there's actually something interesting. There's, um, Dan Goldman, who is, um, an author and a psychologist and a, and a science journalist, and he's like the guru of, I mean, a leading voice in emotional intelligence. He wrote a Washington post article, uh, a little while back about how he took this 50 block walk in New York city and in, in stressful Manhattan, you know, with all these, um, stressed out fast paced people. Mm-hmm. And he walked, he walked for 50 blocks and he just, he wished thoughts. He he made an intentional effort to send these thoughts of loving kindness to every stranger who passed by
2: mm-hmm.
1: sending them love. And by the end of these 50 blocks, he felt joy and Um, you know, sending this loving kindness creates what we call intrinsic rewards in the body. So not a reward like money, Mm. but it's, it's a way to actually bring yourself um, joy. And when we, so as opposed to feeling threatened, you feel more in control when you're able to I'm going to say self-regulate and, you know, we don't have a whole ton of time, but just know, just by noticing in the moment when you're doing something, noticing that you're angry at your Mm -hmm. wife or Mm -hmm. you're, you're, um, reactive to your daughter, that is the first step in self-regulating. So you're actually giving yourself a little tiny pause Mm -hmm. and that is where The change occurs. And remember, the brain has this incredible ability called neuroplasticity to change in response to previous experiences, to actually change the structure and function based on our experiences. So the more we repeat things and behaviors and thoughts, they become reflexive. They become habitual. They become reflexes. So every time you catch yourself, I'm not just saying screaming, I'm saying having a judgmental thought or a cruel thought. Just tag it, say, oh, judgment or anger. Mm-hmm. And that gives you that little pause button. So, you know, these are ways to um, remember that we have this, remember that deliberate option for for empathy. We can find that. And um, I don't want to...
0: Nice. That, yeah. <laughs> that answers the question, though, really beautifully. And thank you for taking the time to do that. Here. Yeah, we, we've got to get out of that fight or flight mode. And, then right.
1: and with st- young kids, I mean, you know, it's not easy, but it's a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. to learn about yourself, too. Yeah. They're amazing little teachers, children. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And e- even when, um, you know, we're dealing with, with people who think or act differently than us, it's like we we were, we're upset. Oh, I can't believe they said that. I can't believe they're going to vote for that guy, you know, Right. or whoever, right. you know, and it's just like, Oh, I can't, you know, and then calm down, put yourself in their shoes.
1: Right. Uh, and, and that's hard. But the one thing is, remember, if we peel down the layers and like, I don't want to talk about politics, because but even if we go to, you know, most of the political arguments that we have where we're super, um, Really set in our belief systems. If you peel down the beliefs and say, well, why do you want this? Why do you want that? What is your hope? We all want something good to live a better life for our families. If we could bring it all down to that really basic level of human needs,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that is what we share. So if we can let go of all the stuff that covers up those basic human needs, so, you know, those, those, different political views, we'll call them. If we really come down to the basics, we all want the same things for each other. We want to make a living for our family. We want to have loving relationships. We want to, we want to be heard. We want to be praised. We want to be, we want to feel human connection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of us want that. Every single person wants that. It's, it's something that is really universal to people. And it's very easy to focus on, on, you know, things that are, um, that tear us apart. And, and this is also how we create groups, right? So we can share in the judgment. I mean, this is how those, clicks in middle school form, right? All all talking about one other person or another group together. And we have to be careful of that Um, Mm -hmm. because even with, you know, um, compassion and and empathy, you want to be very generous and abundant with that. Not only feeling it for one specific group or people that look like you or act like you or were raised like you or come from the same background as you, but rather for other people because- you know, we do have, if we focus on it, we have a hell of a lot in common with a hell of a lot of people,
0: Right.
1: <laughs> you know? And, and that's something that we forget.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and one thing just to point out is sometimes we find ourselves really bonding with people over very incompassionate behavior. So we can go really hard on how much we hate a group. Mm-hmm. If it's based on hate and anger toward any group, that's where you can press that pause button and say, yeah, I'm really connecting with this group of people, but all our connections are based on anger or hate or Mm -hmm. judgment for some other group, not a really healthy way to live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's so true. We had, we had an interesting comment from a a Facebook user. We don't have their name here, but um, they say that, you know, as a person with Asperger's and zero EQ, Uh, they've managed to do well. So don't mistake lack of recognition for lack of caring.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And thank you so much for that. Um, I actually, in 2014, I started a nonprofit called Disability Inclusion Guild, and so DIG, and we have a program, we have programs called Gotta Dig It. And they are to break social barriers for people with differing abilities and different communication skills. And one of the things we do is we teach empathy and we we really get mainstream society involved in that. And so it's really important um, to understand that people express feelings differently. People express and show praise differently. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And, you know, that's a really important point to also think about to consider limitations um, we all have different limitations, and sometimes they are how we express things. You know, some people are more verbal. Um, some people don't have language skills. you know mm. this might be second or third language
2: right
1: and 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 I really mean all different um all different levels of skills. So I have a nephew with Down syndrome and autism, and you know, with Down syndrome, there are physical characteristics. so so people know he has Down syndrome, and they they are generally very compassionate because their expectations or he may not be able to um, communicate super well. But with anyone on the spectrum or with Asperger's, or with any type of differing abilities and and different communication skills, we don't always know what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a friend who who stutters. She stuttered. She she really worked on it. She's incredible. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for her to communicate. And I haven't spoken to her in a long time, but I remember talking about this with her. And she's just a deep and wonderful, beautiful person with so much to teach. Yeah. And some people miss out because they don't give her a chance. And we really have to kind of think about not jump to conclusions, We often jump to conclusions about people. So, you know, with empathy, the whole concept is is sharing the emotions of someone else. We may not have the same experience as, as someone else, but chances are we felt to some extent the same emotions. Everyone's felt picked on. Everyone's felt isolated. Everyone's felt alone. Everyone's felt disconnected, maybe bullied at times. And so, you know, even in talking with women on the job site or or anyone who feels like they've suffered some adversity, use that to bring compassion to others. That is how we spread it. And that is how we make this contagious.
0: Mm, right. Yeah. And we
1: feel good. I mean, it literally creates hormones in the brain. They're, they're different. I'm sorry. Um, hormones in the body and chemicals in the brain. So, um, like when we feel human connection and and this kindness and compassion, there are different types of chemicals in the brain. They're the here and now chemicals like oxytocin that we feel when we we are connecting, like when you see your four-year-old daughter and we're connecting with another person. And these things actually bring us joy. So acting compassionately and empathetically are the number one way to really bring joy into our lives. And and it can help with depression mm-hmm. chronic states and just you know emotional all different types of emotions yeah so there's really this is like an endless source of of how to thrive in life if we can be empathetic and really again sometimes it does have to be deliberate i mean there are times where we feel very loving and kind mm-hmm. and there are times where it's a battle where we're we're so defensive and if you take note Usually, when you are feeling defensive, you—if you peel it down, peel the layers down—you are threatened in some way. Whether it's your are your self-sabotaging, you're telling yourself a story that you're you're not good enough, that you're not achieving enough, that you don't fit in, whatever it is. N- n- take a moment to pause there and say why. If, if you're having a hard time with compassion and empathy, chances are you're feeling threatened. Mm-hmm and then ask yourself, is this a story I've created in my head? Mm. We we do create stories.
0: Right. Right.
1: Lots of stories.
0: That's incredible. That's good stuff. Yeah. So share, share what you're going through is, is what you're saying in order to bring light to it.
1: Right. Like tap into that. I mean, I know, and remember about this, this, capacity for neuroplasticity for the brain, this ability for the brain to change the brain, the brain can change in response to our experiences. So the more we do something, the more reflexive that behavior becomes the more automatic. If you are reactive and you yell or you curse, or you put people down every time you see a post on Facebook that says something horrible about this candidate that you don't support and you, you like it and you, and we're all guilty of that i'm by no means claiming to be perfect because i am not i have to check in all the time but the more you do that the more you solidify that behavior in the brain you rewire the circuits in the brain you strengthen specific circuits we can use that to our benefit though by strengthening different circuits so just by becoming aware of our behaviors we and and one other thing is just change things up i mean a way to create change is, is to do things differently. Brush your teeth. I really, I'm not going to go too much into neuroscience, but to change the brain, brush, bring novelty, bring newness, bring Mm. something new in each day. Brush your teeth with your other hand, put your deodorant on with another hand, do something silly at a stoplight, dance, yell Mm. out the window, make a funny face, do something that is novel, that is how we rewire the brain. And then repetitive behavior makes that those actions become reflexes. So every time you're, you click on a mean post and like it, maybe start a pattern of something different. Hey, you know what? Even if I'm going to click on it, I'm going to stop and pause and and notice that this might be a behavior I want to change. And maybe the next time you won't click on it, or you'll click on the little care button instead of the Anger button, yeah yeah, yeah. Care <laughs> you, <better. laughs> know, you, you know we can change things incrementally, so in small steps, mm. manageable steps
0: that's awesome. that's beautiful. you know when I was um posting this on social media on instagram, someone said oh it's it's like that victim mentality you guys are going to be talking yeah. about. and honestly everything we talked about here today it's 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 almost like the opposite of of that because if we can if we can learn to do this it 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 breaks those barriers down and it's not about, you know, he said, she said, or whatever. It's about human compassion really is what we've been talking about. Right.
1: Absolutely. And it, it, I mean, that's such a good point. It's the opposite of victimhood. We are not victims. We don't have to be. So even if we've gone through something hard, the best thing to do is to learn from it and pay it forward. So the suffering you've done, there is nothing that feels better than taking that suffering and alleviating the suffering of someone else. You know, we were talking about these women's groups where these safe spaces and we share stories and it feels so good to say, hey, I've been there and we got through this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, i um, I know I keep bringing back in the neuroscience, but we are not victims. We have this capacity, this neuroplasticity, this ability to change our brains. We can get out of depression, get out of addiction. I'm not making it sound easy. But you know, you've we've all watched people, um, you know what, Luke, you and I are sitting here and we both started from zero. We built our businesses up. We're Mm -hmm. sitting here today. And I'm sure both of us have stories of, you know, when we felt like we were failing or we, we didn't know what we wanted to do with our lives. And then we've made a kind of conscious effort to bring our suffering forward or use it in a sense that will help alleviate that of other people. You're offering this Tile Money podcast and your and the Facebook group so that people can ask questions mm. and not feel alone and not feel like victims. I mean, one thing about victimhood is feeling like the isolated victim, right? If you're, if you're feeling like a victim, but you're not the only victim, then all of a sudden you're having, you're feeling human connection. Mm. Yeah, And that brings us out of it. That immediately brings us into empathy and compassion. Mm, very interesting. So, you know, it's really the opposite of victimhood. It's okay. I mean, we all feel victimized at times, but, you know, using that proactively is a wonderful tool.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We can do that.
0: Yeah, I, I have to admit, you know, as uh, who I am and, and how I how I am, you know, every time you say safe space, and I even said it earlier, you know, yeah. these little, I i just feel weird about saying that. But I safe even-
1: Safe <laughs> space in the construction industry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but look, you know, I admitted that is what I did with the Tile Money Facebook group and, and this podcast and, and what you said earlier, I, I was suffering. I was suffering because my business was suffering and I, I, I had to study a lot and gather a lot of different things to start, you know, making changes. And then I said- I bet there's other people suffering and, you know, sure enough, there is. Um, There are always other
1: people suffering. Yeah, I mean, that is amazing. So think about that. You had this kind of innate need, just like your daughter, to alleviate the suffering of other people. And it is incredibly empowering. I talked about my nonprofit before the program, um disability inclusion guild and got to dig it and the one thing that was so amazing and i got a lot of feedback from parents of mainstream children not necessarily children with disabilities how empowering it is for these children to feel like they were doing something good mm-hmm. innately good not good because there's an extrinsic reward like you you got a sticker or you you got a pat on the back but because they were bringing they were bringing joy to another human being And they were uniting people and they were connecting with people. And, you know, as a parent, you're not there yet, but, you know, the kids get older and then they have their SATs. And, you know, if they're if they're going to college and um, or whatever, they're, you know, they're judged on a lot of extrinsic things, on external things, this external reward system. And you know, we, we do this all the time, right? I mean, tile money, it's about money. We, we all want to make money, but again, peel the layers down so we can support our family so we can have a joyful life so we can take vacations so we can, you know, share with other people. And so it's important to reward ourselves intrinsically. And we do that when we show compassion, when we truly feel compassion and empathy, we are, we are like, rewarding ourselves and yeah. there's all kinds of stuff going on in the brain that then becomes habitual it actually becomes a habit empathy gets easier the more we do it
0: mm, excellent well i want to i want to thank you for taking time to share jona it's been it's been a real pleasure again to talk so to you on mutual. this subject yeah
1: so mutual we always i think we always connect on these things because these really are universal things
0: it really is, and you know what it is. It's it's like, I I don't know. You know when when we think about the future, and we think about you know like improving the world we live in, and improving humanity, improving you know America or wh- whatever the whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it. Like you want to move forward, right? You want to progress. When we think about progressing, so many times, you know, we think about. Uh, you know the new iPhone that just came out. We think about flying cars. We think about going to the moon. We think about all these things. We think about clean energy. We, you know, we want to talk about all these really interesting things, but we're not talking about empathy and human connection and love. And, and we see what's happened. We we see what's developing. So this is when 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 Jonah says this is a safety uh, topic. She really means it because it's like, I've been on, you know, who of us hasn't been on a job site and a fight will break out between the electrician. And, the oh. guy. And you know, some of us, you know, might, might, the fist, the, the fist might start flying at some point, you know, and it's just, it, it, it is a safety issue. You know, we've all seen. I love
1: that you said that it, it's true. Like it, you know, Empathy and compassion should be safety requirements mm. on job sites. I, I know that sounds really, you know, cheesy if you're not listening to the whole discussion, but even the same exact concept with tile money, you know, again, we're scared to speak. We're scared to be heard because we're going to be shot down.
2: Mm.
1: And when it's safe to speak, that's what makes us connect with other people. When we know that we can be heard and, you know, when someone says those times where you ask a question and they say, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And that always makes me feel so free and safe to ask things. And that's how we learn. So we can give these little gifts of empathy and compassion to people, you know, in, in very subtle ways that make huge impacts. Yeah. And
0: so I, you know, And to bring it back home to the business of tile. I mean, so many of us work with uh, contractors, subcontractors, you know, we're subcontractors. We work with other trades. And even if you're in somebody's house, I mean, practicing empathy and and looking to improve on this is going to impact your bottom line. I mean, who, who, you know, we all know, we all know that the best client is a repeat client, Right. Somebody's not gonna hire you. They're not gonna hire you again if you come in and, and you're ticked off and you got a, a sour face all the time and you get in a fight with the electrician and you know you <laughs> you can't put yourself in in the other trades shoes or, or the the homeowner's shoes and and you can't, you know, you can't hold a conversation without you know being upset and they're not gonna hire you again. So this is definitely a subject, just in case anybody's saying, what does this have to do with the business of tile? I I gotta tell you, John, it People tell me, only a couple people really over the course of the two years I've been doing this, they say some of your stuff, or some people say all of your stuff, it has nothing to do with business. And I'm like, well, if you can't find, you know, the business nuggets inside these episodes, like, I I don't know what to tell you, but everything, I mean, you could, you could go to Disneyland on and, you know, come up with some business knowledge, you know, I mean, you need to, you need to be looking. Yeah. You need to be looking everywhere, everywhere you are. And, and I I I really enjoy this subject and and out-of-the-box subjects like this that because they're they're just not talked about enough.
1: Well, you're you're definitely have a high level of emotional intelligence. <laughs> I think very innately, because business is all about relationships. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, that's what it is. That's what we can we can um you know use computers and and digital devices for so many things. But I mean, ultimately business is about relationships and Mm. you get it, you get it. Like if I go, I didn't get to the emotional intelligence stuff, but like you have all the components, you know, it's like these, one of them is internal motivation that we kind of talked about. And that is what drives you. So, and you're right. You, I mean, when the customer feels heard you've got them for life. You know, they, they feel heard. And that is, you know, really important.
2: It's really important.
1: Um, and again, like I'm seeing these comments, these are so great. Sorry, I'm not good at multitasking. So I haven't really been seeing the other comments, but, um, you know, this is all stuff that can be applied to, to all relationships. And, I, I think the most important thing is that it's now becoming safe to bring these topics and this culture into an industry that was, I'm going to call it the brotherhood, you know, this male dominated industry and men have been, you know, forced to not show emotion. I mean, again, gender studies classes, we we learn these things and um, it's starting to be okay, you know, and for your little girl, mm. you know, you're showing her that it's okay to show emotions. It's okay to in the most macho environments to, you know, on a job site with power tools, make it a safe space, an emotionally safe space, actually make it definitely with power tools. You want it to be an emotionally safe space.
0: Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's wild. (laughs) <laughs> well, dude, let's see. I didn't mean to rush you on the emotional intelligence. Yeah, um, no, no, no. There, was there anything else we forgot? I, mean, you wanna-
1: I I was going to go through the components, but w- we'll get to this. I, you, you know, you and I can talk forever. We'll we'll do this another time. There, there are like five components of emotional intelligence just to understand mm. what it is. Mm. One of them is empathy. There's also self-awareness, like understanding our feelings, self-regulation, which we talked about how mm-hmm. we can use the body to control the mind or the mind to control the mind. Um that internal motivation system. So mm-hmm. you know, finding and really important. I'm just going to throw this out there: internal rewards. There, there's been so much recent um, research done on what kind of moves us into action when we are blocked or scared, and 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 what really creates success. And when I say success, I mean in all aspects of your life. And right. What really successful people tend to have is this ability to use an intrinsic or internal reward system that actually creates that dopamine. If you've all heard of the neurochemical dopamine, people think that's about the reward of, you know, getting that car, getting that job, getting that promotion. But dopamine is made when we reward our effort. So when you are failing you can't say to yourself, great job, because you, it's not sincere. Mm. But when you are failing, when you are trying, you're you know, um, struggling with uh, repeated behavior or just not being able to get out of a rut, whether it's work or a, um, an addictive habit or relationship problems. If you can tune in and reward yourself for the effort, literally say, I I am proud of myself for the effort. Mm -hmm. Those who are able to reward effort, and there's true neuroscience research behind this, those are the ones who are able to move out of this state of being stagnant and move into action. And you will never, I don't care how much money you make, once you get that car, once you get that promotion, then you're going to seek the next thing. That's how dopamine works. That's actually why we have addictions. It's this dopamine right. circuit in the brain. But to learn how to reward yourself for effort and be compassionate with yourself, self compassion is probably the the best tool. Once you ha- a lot of times when you can't find compassion for someone else, go back, ask what what you're threatened by, and and have a little talk with yourself. Find self compassion, and once you do that. You're able to find compassion and empathy for other people and stop the story of self-doubt and all those other things. So
0: well, those are there's,
1: th- there's my babble.
0: No, no, that's a topic actually, I mean, that I think is very close and dear to all tile installers. I mean, perfectionists, you know, we yeah, oh we beat ourselves up over this tile that we just didn't get right and and everybody else loves it, of course. And, and, you know, we, we don't, you know, so that is, that is very interesting because if we can learn to reward ourselves for, Hey, look at how far we, we, we got today. I mean, even if you put one tile on the wall, I, I remember, you know, we've all had those stories where, oh. you know, uh, you know, when you, when you're starting out or, or when you're doing something really intricate, I mean, it you know, you only did five or six square feet in the day, but it, it was what it was, you know, it had to be that way. It's on some jobs, right? <laughs> Definitely, so we, we, need we to... let
1: perfection get in the way of good.
0: Yeah, exactly. I love that saying. I love that saying.
1: It's so true. We all have that, and we're not—we're human, so we're never going to be perfect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you again, John. I really appreciate uh, you taking the thank time. Thank
1: you, Luke. I love talking to you. Love this group.
0: Right on. So grateful. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Have a good weekend.
1: Bye, everyone.
0: All right, Tile friends, I really enjoyed this discussion. I hope you did, too. Uh, and, you know, uh, it's such an important subject. I mean, o- only if we accept this and, and work on this individually can we move forward together as a group, I feel like. And, and so I really uh, hope that you enjoy this. And I'm looking forward to your comments and, and the discussions that will develop in the Tile Money group. All right, tile friends. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, I want to thank all my Patreons. If you want to support the work I am doing, uh, you can find the link wherever you're listening to this or watching this, and and you can become a monthly Patreon. I am making some shorter episodes just for my Patreon members uh, and supporters. So until next week, I, I want you to stay profitable out there. Talk to you soon.